Everyone jumped on for 60 seconds. That's the rant. That's what it Hello, 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 and welcome back to Center Ed Teaching. Um, last week we talked about the upcoming testing season and how to prepare for that. And given that that may have induced stress for all our educators out there, this week we want to flip sides a little bit and talk about ways teachers can care for themselves um, and preserve their well-being through the you know the arduous task that is a school year. And so to do this, I have two of probably the best people in the world that we can have for this conversation. Uh, Denise. Hi, I'm Denise Daniels. I am a avid runner, uh, an exercise enthusiast. Um, I definitely feel like self-care is a non-negotiable. We'll talk more about that in a bit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and like Faith. I am Faith, and I'm not an avid runner, <laughs> but I am um, an avid swimmer. And um, I crochet, and I'm constantly thinking about self-care pretty consistently um, falling short of what I want to do, but I, I agree with Denise, it's a non-negotiable. Awesome. Um, thank you. So I think to start off this conversation, one of the most important things is to identify the stressors that specifically impact teachers, because I think it's fair to say everyone experienced some levels of stress, and there are things just in everyday lives that bring stress into our lives, but there's unique positions about teachers that adds different stresses, um, one of them being policy mandates, whether that's at the federal, state, district, or school level. In some forms, this, or in some ways, this takes form in the shape of uh, tests or evaluations, and this can add stress because then there's this certain measure that has to be achieved, and to an extent, how much can you control that, and what can you do? Um, also, the struggles of students, whether that's their academic struggles or their social or emotional struggles, mm -hmm. because as teachers, we're often invested in our students, and it become, can become problematic for us that, oh, no, like, John's not doing well. He's got this going on outside the home. I don't know what to do to support him. Um, then there's just, like, the actual task of teaching, whether it's spending time grading, lesson planning, mm -hmm. doing additional paperwork, if students miss class, getting them makeup work so that there's this constant running around to try to get this stuff done, which decreases the amount of time you have to do everything. Then with decreased time, there's that added stress. Um, in fact, a recent survey done said 100% of teachers surveyed felt stress in their life from their jobs, mm -hmm. um, with three quarters of those teachers saying that the stress affected their daily life and practice. Um, this same study reported that teachers, on average, take 13.2 sick days a year, um, and that 83% of teachers felt constantly tired. Um, I mean, given all these stressors on teachers, we I mean, I talked briefly about what kind of stressors they are, but how do they really manifest um, themselves? I mean, part of it is how are you able to... Um, teach in front of your students all day, especially like thinking about being constantly tired. Mm -hmm. What does that feel like? Um, what does that feel like physically, but also like, um, emotionally when you know at the end of the day, man, I'm just exhausted. And I think teachers are very hard on themselves wanting to give everything they can, but oftentimes they're kind of given out, you know, um, and end up having kind of complicated feelings around what their limitations are. It's also interesting to consider, compared to other professions, mm -hmm. um, 
helping professions like teaching, nursing, they typically require this care and this um, awareness of where other people are. And so it's very easy to feel very heavily the policies and the struggles <clears throat> and the professional requirements. So it makes complete sense that oh, you're feeling all this weight. And then also, too, as teachers, we tend to kind of take it a little personal, right? Because this is, right. I'm in this work. Right. I'm making a difference. Uh, it didn't work. Okay, I'm in this work. I'm making a difference. Huh. Okay, and yeah. so it's easy to let things start spilling over and spilling over and spilling over. And so um, compared to other professions, it makes complete sense that um, we're tired, um, that we take the sick days, because mm-hmm. sometimes that's the only way to not be with the student, to not have like these um, meetings or these team meetings that you need to be part of. You've got to take the day off. Yeah, I think you and I were talking about this before, Denise. Like, I know people who have office jobs or maybe work mm-hmm. more in the corporate world. And, you know, if things have been picking up, they can maybe get a day where, you know what, I'm going to just hang in the office and I'm going to get caught up on my work. Mm-hmm. And then things will kind of reset. And as a teacher, you don't really have that opportunity Not because all, right. you have to be in front of kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's the opportunity to take the day off, maybe, but... Most teachers don't want to do that because they want to be with their kids. But also there's the problem that actually missing a day in some ways creates more work for Indeed. teachers yeah. than if they were to be there. So, I, I, I mean, I take your point to how the nature of the profession really just kind of leads to stress. I think it, it it's um, all, all the way from, like, small things. And I don't know if people think about this necessarily if you're outside of the profession. But, like, you think about a grade school teacher and... When do you go to the bathroom? Like, even just to take the break, right? You have to learn, right? Like, okay, don't drink water right now because, right? So you have to, like, time yourself Mm -hmm. all the way uh, up to, like, big things like evaluation and mandates. And Mm -hmm. so all along there, there's, there are all these things that um, create a pressure, Mm -hmm. you know, that you're, that you're living in. Sorry, I'm just having flashbacks to, <laughs> to staff and bathrooms and it's and it's, and it's like lunchtime it's and it's standing old. in oh, yes. the doorway and saying I'm just and having the eyes like I, I have your class run and, <laughs> and, and 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 your and your coworkers understanding it's it's just that's I didn't right. time it right today that's right I, I, I need that's someone right. I need someone to stand in the classroom for me yeah. just just give me five minutes yeah that's right basic yeah no and I mean also just thinking about like you go to the bathroom during lunch but that's when everyone's going. And <laughs> lunch is only 20 minutes, yes. and you're last in yes. line, so you're not, not actually not going to go. <laughs> right, this just but, got a little too real. Um, no but, one can relate. No one can relate. <laughs> but keeping with that reality, um, I think one thing that can sometimes get lost is how teachers' stress mm. actually can impact mm. the classroom. Yeah. Um, I mean, studies have shown that it can reduce the academic achievement of students, it can hurt their social-emotional learning, Um, and I'm curious, given that those conclusions of those studies, how do you guys, in your experience, whether as coaches or as educators, how have you seen maybe your stress or the stress of a colleague impact students? Um, I think, I'm I'm thinking about what you just said about hurting students' social-emotional learning, and what I'm thinking is this um, reality that you're all people in the room, right? You, you mm-hmm. have certain roles, right? You have a, there are students, a teacher, but you are people. The, the students are bringing in whatever happened to them that day, the day before, the earlier in their lives. Same for the teacher. And so um, 
you're you can end up instead of responding to each other reacting to each other mm. so that's definitely yeah. something yeah. when you bring stress into the classroom um, for me it would look like being much shorter like I'm usually mm. pretty patient and pretty have some time but it would be much quicker to like and and kind of I, pr- I probably would not say don't bother me but uh, my attitude would probably be that way because mm. I need I don't, I don't have the space that I need um, and students can feel that. Yes, they so it can affects feel them. It. And so, and and I've seen, um, you know, I. Sorry, Miss Daniel, say sorry. I didn't know that this was so. No, <laughs> <laughs> so it it was interesting because there were there was um my mom had fallen sick and I was still in the classroom. And um, I remember that my students they were aware right away when mm. I walked in the room and they're like are you okay? So it was almost like they were on pins and needles. And mm-hmm. it was like, you know, and if anything, went, shh, they would shush each other. And so I just had to close the door like, okay guys, what's going on? They're like, no, what's going on with you? And I just like bawled. I mean, yeah. I remember crying. But I remember that that was the time where I recognized that, you know, I worked really, really hard to make sure that they were safe and it was a safe space for them but it's a safe space for us too. And I think too often, um, as educators, we want to hold the space, but we forget that they will hold the space for us also. Mm -hmm. So if you have um, created that kind of space and if that is something that um, you've been building, that it is possible to kind of lean into that as well. I just had a flashback. I'm getting a little misty yeah. about it, but it was just a really beautiful. Like they were so yeah. human in that moment. They were so um, mm-hmm. aware of where I was and just so willing to um, suspend like whatever mm-hmm. roles we were supposedly playing to just be there for me. And so, um, to your point, like mm-hmm. it can. Um, th- we all trigger. We're we're mm-hmm. humans, and that in that space, yeah. that was kind of a, a openness to um, have those real kind of conversations that allow them to recognize like. No, I think you need to sleep tonight, Ms. Daniels. Don't give us homework. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that happens to benefit us, Good too. <laughs> yeah, no, I think yeah. building on your point of, like, also being less patient, Faith, I can, I mean, like, I always think about the beginning of the year, like, a student's tapping a pencil, and a teacher will go up and say, hey, you know, we, we don't do that. We just well, the kid says, oh, okay. But, you know, by December, as the stress has built <laughs> yeah. up, a kid starts tapping their pencil, hey, stop yeah. tapping the pencil. Yeah. Right. And even though in some ways you're not really saying something that different, that tone comes out differently. Yes. And yes. so that can maybe make the student shut down, yeah. feel more rebellious. And just in yeah. terms of the yeah. social emotional learning, there's not that space before yeah. Yeah. Um, that there was to grow. Are there other ways that we see that this possibly impacts the classroom? Yeah, I think that um, for me it becomes and, and I've seen it around me as well, just. Um, the inability to sort of be as efficient as I normally am. So maybe um, a planning period, I'm not able to use it really. I'm kind of spacing out because I haven't really taken care of myself. I'm tired. I'm, I've got bigger things on my mind even, um, as Denise was just sharing. Uh, and then that means I'm gonna ha- that work still has to be done. So I'm now I'm going to do it in another time. Mm-hmm. So now tonight I'm going to do it at home, and I'm not going to have downtime that I really need to deal with the stress that I'm under anyway. The other thing, that big thing that <clears throat> shows up for me is that when I'm stressed, I am the least creative version of Ms. Daniels you will ever mm. see. Like, I can't, my problem solving just doesn't come to me. So I only see mm. one way. If that one way doesn't work, then I'm, I'm in all my feelings. So um, definitely, if nothing else, um, recognizing that self-care gives you access to your problem solving superpowers. Yeah, I think for me, what like I think of most often is the way that 
my stress as a teacher could stop me from doing my best work and being the best version of myself, not just with the creativity, but, you know, if I have a stack of 100 papers to grade Mm. and I'm stressed to try to de-escalate that stress, I might try to get through that grading as quickly as possible. So then my feedback isn't as strong. And then if my feedback's not as strong, students growth from that feedback Mm -hmm. because of what I did is unable to be as strong. Um, The lesson may not be filled with the usual kind of sparks Mm -hmm. that that it's filled with that turns it over to kids doing more of the work because in some ways it's easier to plan like a lecture than it is Mm. group work or something like that. And it becomes about this idea of getting things done just because I'm stressed but then it creates stress later down the road because I'm not seeing the growth that I want to mm-hmm. see with kids. Mm-hmm. Super frustrating. Mm-hmm. But all those stressors aside, um, and putting aside for a second the way that those stressors manifest in the classroom, I mean, what people really want to hear is, okay, I know I have this stress. How do I mitigate it? How do I, how do I balance? How do I, how do I get this to work out? Okay. So I, I just feel like it's interesting because um, we were talking a little bit about how self-care is becoming this catch-all phrase. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, when you're stressed out or when you need to kind of take a break, exercise. Mm-hmm. And so um, exercise is not a dirty word. Um, <laughs> exercise is actually um, scientifically proven to release all kinds of um, happy chemicals in your brain um, that not only um, de-stress you, but actually begin to heal mm-hmm. some of the impact of having um, stress hormones in your body long term. And so one of the things that um, was uh, non-negotiable for me when I was in the classroom was some form of exercise. And then it kind of manifest a couple years ago, well, a lot of years ago, but we won't talk about that, <laughs> um, into running. And so my running life had been just a beautiful, beautiful thing because not only was I doing something to take care of myself, um, kind of um, physically but emotionally I didn't like I was just happy all the time yeah. and so it was like why are you so I had to run this morning <laughs> and so I'm like bright eyed and it was interesting to realize after the fact that oh my goodness like I was clear headed after a run because I was able to kind of the stuff that was stressing me out mm-hmm. I was able to kind of put in the back of my mind and inside the run these ideas would like flash to me yeah. and so it was a beautiful kind of um mind-body connection so that was something physical is a good and it doesn't have to be running yeah. um, some people are allergic to running I, I, I don't understand but you know hey um, but just anything physical that's just been um, a bit fun to explore yeah I think uh, physical and like something you really enjoy something mm-hmm. that's really fun so there's the one thing about like when you say like exercise is a dirty word yeah because sometimes for us it can be like okay that's something I need to do I'll do it for myself yes. But if finding something that would be a combo, a physical and something you really like, maybe mm-hmm. it's running for me. I'm definitely enjoying swimming right now. Um, but years ago, it was um, swing dancing. So I learned to Lindy Hop, and then from there, a bunch of other things. Yep, I went to dance camp. I was fully into my 30s, I believe, when that was happening. It was super fun. But one of the biggest things is there's not a lot of room. For me, during that time, there's not a lot of room for thinking, especially mm. as, a, a, as a follow. I mean, eventually you learn to lead as well, but um, traditionally, you know, the women were following. And so as a follow, I, I, you really don't. It's just I'm not anticipating anything. I'm not thinking of anything. There's something about stopping my mind from sort of like working on problems. Mm. It was very helpful to like let that go. 
And yeah. Then, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. The uh, the other piece too is you're thinking about that 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 they're not thinking. I remember running with someone and I was talking about working with a math teacher and I looked up and someone was like, hey, what, what are you talking about math teachers for? And I'm thinking to myself, like, I just, I mean, I'm having a conversation. <laughs> Come to find out he was a math teacher and I was running with him yeah, for years. And so yeah. realizing that sometimes a network outside of your... Um, your immediate um, colleagues or outside of the school environment is super great because then you don't have to talk about, you know, that student that for some reason looks just like Cousin Hurl, you know, and, um, you know, just not quite working with you. Um, But that's a wonderful feeling, too. So the for me, my network wound up being my running community. Um, And then I was able to really be me, just me, not Miss Daniels. I was able to be Denise. Yeah, yeah. And that was fun. Matt, you sent us um, a little information, and I, I was looking through it. I can't find the page exactly, but I was looking at it, and there was a teacher who uh, found out that there was a community on Twitter, and, and she was kind of at the end of her rope, and, and, and somebody told her about it. She's like, all right, and it's just this, um, you go there, like, in the morning and, like, pose a question or mm-hmm. whatever, and so even though it's teaching and it's your profession, it's not like you're leaving that behind, but it's not the people in her building, yes. mm-hmm. and it's just a very quick thing, and she said I mean, it really helped her a lot. It was inspiring, so finding those places is, is important. Yeah, I think kind of a theme that you both are like echoing right now is this demarcation between work and life and not letting work be everything and it's very hard as a teacher to not let that be the case because even if you are on a run you may be thinking about the curriculum or doing that but this intentionality and carving out a space where I'm not Miss Daniels I'm Denise yeah I'm not Mr. Couts I'm Matt right so you can exist in these spaces where Mm -hmm. you can pursue like your own goals and interest Mm -hmm. um and that just brings me to this idea of like me time Mm -hmm. um that you intentionally schedule that I know like one of the things um I used to do in the classroom it sounds kind of crazy um my wife and I would go to eat at a restaurant on Wednesday night. Mm. And it was the middle of the week when things were, like, picking up and getting stressful. And so that's a, a point in time where I said, I know to myself, you know what? I'm not going to, like, go to a fancy restaurant. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to a place so I can get a meal for, like, 10 bucks. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah. we're going to go out. We're going to talk about something that's not school. I'm going to leave my work literally, like, behind me. Mm-hmm. And for the next two hours... It's just about this relationship. And that was one of the, I think, most effective things that I was able to do. But obviously there are other forms of me time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that um, you're making me think about, like, if I were listening to this and thinking, I don't have two hours, I've got to go home, I have responsibilities, whatever that looks like, whether it's, like, children, your own children, children in your home, people you're taking care of, whatever, Mm -hmm. is just to find, um, like, a baby step of that. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, sometimes if I'm really pushed far, then it might be... Um, so I might want to binge watch something on Netflix, right? But I don't have, like, several hours. Mm-hmm. So then it might just be, I am going to watch half a show before I go to bed tonight. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. like this it, way of being intentional about it and just saying, that's it. That's all I'm going to do right now. I'm not going to, like, multitask. I'm not going to... So even, like, baby steps to, to getting to those larger things, like planning a vacation, for instance, or yeah. something like that. I have to just say, because now the coach in me wants to push... Um, mm. the it's got to be guilt free uh, because yes. it can it it because then it's almost like <clears throat> giving you more stress 
mm-hmm. by doing it because then it'll feel like procrastination or avoidance when it's actually a deliberate choice because we understand that productivity increases when you take small breaks yeah. because then you're refocusing, right? You're recentering. So really, if you're going to binge watch Netflix, like all in, I don't say get fired. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm just saying go at yeah. it guilt-free. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or even, you know, um, shifting a little bit how you're looking at some of the things that you have to do, right? And turn them into a want to. So most of us eat. Like I'm, I haven't met anyone yeah. who skips it, but yeah. I'm just saying most of us do. But then what does it look like to cook intentionally or to cook mm. something different? So like take on something that you normally take, you know, get takeout. So mm-hmm. because then it's almost like you have something that starts and it finishes. Um, I'm all about things that go in the oven, by the way. It's so fun. You mix it, it goes in the oven and then you can do something else. <laughs> like watch Netflix. Right. But um, right. I'm telling all my secrets. My children, <laughs> my children are going to be like, mom, really? Come on, mom. Less is more. Um, but really kind of being mindful that, you know, you there are ways to kind of sneak it in, right? Do baby steps, but it's got to be guilt-free. Yeah, and what um, I, I'm thinking about, it's finding the things that bring you energy or bring you life. Yeah. So if you just really just are like, I hate to cook it, stresses me out to think about it at all, then yeah, that's not going to be your thing. Right. But it might be something else you really like to draw. Is there something from the past that you let go of? You know, that you could pick up again, Mm -hmm. you know, an instrument. I mean, who knows what that you could pick up just for joy, like just for happiness. Yeah. Well, I mean, this probably isn't the right place to say it in terms of self-care, but one of my favorite professors that I had, she talked about how she was always trying to do, learn something new. Mm -hmm. And in part was because it separated her from her work. But also she said, you know, oftentimes we teach the things that we're good at and we can forget how difficult it is to learn something new. Oh, wow. And right. so by constantly right. pushing herself to do this, she was following new interest for her, but she was also refining in some ways her craft because she was getting a new understanding like, ooh, maybe here's a way to break something down differently if kids aren't getting it based on this experience. So. Maybe not the best place. I don't know. It's, here, pre- it's but... pretty good. I have to say, like, um, shout out to all the Lindy Hop teachers that I had because I I definitely went through that where I was like, this is hard to learn, and I thought I'm a, I learn things and I could teach things, and but thinking about all that, how much you have to break it down, and then just the reality of I have to try it over and over and over yeah. and over, and not feel like I don't have it. I don't have it. Oh no, I suck. You know what I mean? But, like, I'm just going to try it over. And it put me in that place of being a student again. It was actually, it was really great and did not feel like work. It just felt like a productive struggle, I guess, in the end. Yeah. yeah. That and grace that you have then with your students, because if they don't get it, it's like, hmm, let me try something else. Not, uh-huh. oh, they just, I taught mm-hmm. it once. I mean, mm-hmm. really, they just don't grasp things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like, wait, no, let me try that. And then that, that feeling when they get it and they look at you like, oh. And you're like, I know, I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, and I mean, and again, it's something you can bring into the classroom. Yeah. One of my colleagues who I respected so much, he took on guitar lessons. Oh, wow. And so he worked with um, some of the most difficult population in the school in the sense that there were a lot of things going at home mm-hmm. for these students. And so he brought this, the guitar mm-hmm. into the classroom mm-hmm. with him and was like, you know, 10 minutes a week. We're just going to, like, sit Mm. here and do this. And it would just help the kids relax. And, I mean, I think it's this idea, again, of, like, how does stress or not stress affect the classroom? By doing this thing to de-stress himself, he was able to also help 
um, students de-stress. That's right. That's right. So these ideas are kind of something that can be picked up throughout the school year, but I think it's also helpful with the holiday break coming up. How can someone effectively use this break to maybe get caught up on work, but also like try to de-stress? Yeah, that's Okay, right. so you don't have to laugh at me because I'm shaking my head quite emphatically. <laughs> I am a huge, huge, huge proponent of doing something during the break. I get that sometimes we have financial constraints. I get that we sometimes have time constraint or responsibility constraints. Mm -hmm. But a non-negotiable is you've got to do something for you. It can be as small as doing your own whatever. It could be, mm -hmm. you know, doing your own hair. Well, maybe not your own haircut. That, no. <laughs> but, like, doing something for you. And to your point, Faith, it can be teeny tiny. It can be, like, you know, I'm just going to, like check myself into you know the some hotel for one night like whatever it is mm -hmm. but do something um for yourself because it's so easy to think great i have a set of time away from the students i can get this work done and this lesson planning and not yeah. saying you can't do that but there's something to be said about recharging mm -hmm. um and actually taking the vacation that you have because then you're less likely to be unable to cope with the daily stressors yeah. um, that will require you to kind of um, manipulate some of the time off during the school year that you have access to. Not saying you don't, you shouldn't use it. If you are sick, stay home because then yeah. you send children home sick to me. That's, that, that's, <laughs> that's not cool. No, that's not what we're saying. <laughs> but really taking the vacation for what it is and this opportunity to recharge. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the mistakes that I used to always make is, one, I would either, like, not do anything, because I was like, oh my god, this is the first time I'm going to get to sleep in four yeah. months. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And so that first week, I would sleep a ton, and then it was like, well, I don't have any papers graded, I don't have any of the, and so it was like, I, oh, I've got to do all this now, and so that stress disappeared, but, but temporarily... Or I'd go to the other extreme where I was like, okay, well, I want to be active, so I need to drive to see this person, and I need to do this. And then it was like, wait, my break's over. I didn't even get any me time. So I think this is going to sound like silly, but unstructured, structured time. That's yes. right. So, That's like, right. I'm, you know, this Write that day, down. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is going to be my day that, like, I'm just going to sleep and relax, and I'm going to turn off from the world. These two or three days, like, I'm going to try to see a couple mm -hmm. friends. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this. And so I'm not saying that I have to be at this location at this time for this amount of space, mm -hmm. but on this day, maybe it's lunch, maybe it's a game night, like, whatever, so that I'm pursuing the things that I want, and I'm doing it in a way that's not pulling me in too many directions. Being deliberate, right? Because there's got to be a deliberate, guilt-free um, intentionality around it. Because it can be... Um, sometimes things happen. You know, I have a friend who... Um, I love her dearly. And sometimes she volunteers me to do things. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, oh, great, that happens. But then that wasn't deliberate, so then I don't count that as self-care. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like, oh, that was fun. And it's like, no, that no. was also too. But then also, what does it mean to say, yes... I'm deliberately going to spend time mm -hmm. with folks or have a game night because mm -hmm. that's, you know, what recharges me. Yeah. And that might not be it. You might want to just be by yourself. That's okay, too. Oh, yeah. 100%. I, I think that there's something just about basically planning it. Planning, not, you don't have to plan it out. Like, I really don't like to plan stuff out. So I'm, I'm not, I'm, I, especially when you have to plan so much in, uh, as a teacher. 
you have to plan lessons and then you have to show the show your work and you have to right so then I just think nothing I'm not gonna do anything for the whole break <laughs> um but being deliberate about uh, deliberate about it is really important because otherwise um you can crash. Yeah. So instead of like just getting to that break and just crashing and waking up a few days later going, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Um, you can think about like, what are the things that you really enjoy doing? Yeah. And just think about like, is it art? Okay. Well maybe you're going to go to a museum on Tuesday, whatever. It doesn't matter what time it doesn't matter, but yeah. you'll do something like that for yourself. Yeah. 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 So hopefully <laughs> the discussion that we've had so far has been helpful in thinking not necessarily about the specifics of what to do because it is in some ways up to the individual, but ways of thinking about, okay, here's what I can think about to mitigate stress or here's how I can structure my time to mitigate stress or, wow, I really do need to find me time mm-hmm. for myself. But are there other final thoughts that... Um, you think are important to share with those who are in education about this idea of self-care? Well, I think earlier when we talked about the, um, I guess, consequences of it in your classroom and how it affects um, your students and their learning can be easy to get stuck on just that. But also when you take care of yourself, um, that has an effect on your students as well. And as a teacher, it's most likely, Denise, you were saying it about running, like where things would come to your mind, but it's most likely that you're going to want to use what you're doing, um, whatever you're interested in as some kind of metaphor, or you notice like, oh, when I crochet, I count in this way, or it took me this long to figure out this loop. Oh my gosh, that's exactly like what I'm teaching next week. And then when I share, when, when you share with your students, oh, hey, I crochet and look, um, it gives them... It models for them, oh, you do things outside of the classroom that have nothing to do with us. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. A, like, a, again, a person outside of the classroom, you know, just, just as the students are. Um, but also a nice model for, like, having interests and um, doing things that you enjoy. And there's always that, that fine line, right? How much do you share with your students? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's easy to kind of get caught up in like this persona and the students must see me a particular way because then they will respect me. Mm-hmm. But then also recognizing that this is a wonderful, um, um, safe way to share with the students. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, hey, so I'm running this marathon and I'm training and mm-hmm. this is kind of some of the things that I'm working on. But what I really wanted to show you is this. Mm-hmm. And so then it's almost like, oh, wow. To your, yeah. yeah. Ooh, you you don't sleep here? Like, no, I don't. I don't That's, right. Like, I, That's right. I, I don't, look, I've had high school students ask me, they're yeah. like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Bless yeah. their souls. Um, so, but yeah, and then you wonder, right, um, about, we ask the students to share so much of themselves, mm. and then it can almost seem very uneven, because it's like, oh, but I have to teach, so I can't, but it, this is a, a way to kind of connect um, with the students and allow them, the, the, allow them to see um, the different ways in which it's possible to care for yourself so then they can recognize, like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I do play baseball. Maybe I do want to take it a little bit more seriously because, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I do feel better after practice. And so then you kind of um, help them see, you know, that it's possible. Yeah, and I think underlying what you both had just said was that, I mean, in some ways, the opening up of that relationship creates mm-hmm. a better classroom culture, which mm-hmm. can also lead to de-stressing because mm-hmm. there is that recognition of humanity um, on both sides. The, the one thing that, like, I hesitate to say sometimes when talking about self-care because it feels problematic is that self-care can also be done within, like, your job and setting up structures mm-hmm. that enable right. um, you to have more time for yourself, whether that's setting up a grading structure, mm-hmm. um, 
that maybe you're using multiple choice and you have the students grade each other or grade themselves and then put in the grades that way instead of doing mm -hmm. it yourself or you have rubrics that allow you to get through like essays easier um, one of the things that I always did with essays because I felt rubrics never fully captured everything is the first essay they would turn in I would spend just a ton of time writing feedback then we'd write another two essays or three essays and I would just kind of grade on the rubric but then on that third or fourth essay I'd come back and I'd do that really hard and it was so I wanted to give feedback on every essay but I had to restrain myself because otherwise I would only spend time grading essays and there would be no recognition of my life so even though it goes against this idea of self-care and removing yourself from the profession I also think thinking about what can be done within to reduce the time on particular tasks um, to, to save yourself is something really important. Yeah, and I think that it is really important to, even though we're talking about having some time that's like, um, that you're separate from mm -hmm. maybe your teacher self, mm -hmm. um, I, I think that it's pretty clear that we've been talking about um, integrating as well. Mm -hmm. So that's integrating self-care into your classroom, which mm -hmm. is yeah. absolutely... Um, essential because if you just go and burn out all day and then try to make up for it that's not gonna work very well in the long run either um, so there's some kind of balance there sometimes you need um, a heavier boundary especially when you're first learning to do it mm -hmm. um, and then to find those spaces where it's like oh okay I can I can integrate here I can um, I can do two things here though that'll, that'll be fine you know especially in the classroom it also keeps you open to that because I know for me um, I'm not I'm not a structured person. I'm mm -hmm. not about boundaries like no you, and you can't make me. Um, so I it's a, it's an interesting thing to think about that as care because then you're thinking about like wait, it's not a structure. That's self-care. Mm -hmm. So and yes yeah. it's still a structure. Like I'm, yeah. I'm clear on that. But I'm more likely to be open to it and then yeah. also kind of making finding a way that that is both hand for me mm -hmm. yeah. rather than thinking of I'm fighting against something it's like wait okay, I appreciate that. Oh, wait, if I shift it this way, right. it works better for me so that I'm able to kind of get these things done yeah. more efficiently yeah. and then I am more likely to be able to have a life. Well, thank you so much for joining us and hopefully you have found these ideas that you can make your own and um, take better care of yourselves as we get into the most difficult part of the year. Um, bye. 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 bye.